Hello and hi friends. Welcome to the 10th and final episode of this season. I hope that you enjoyed the little solo episodes this time around. I wanted to start very simple as to not overwhelm myself (laughs) and kind of, you know, get a feel for this platform. And I like it. I think I'll come back. I hope you come back as well. I next season hope to get some interviews in. So it's it's going to be mostly solo episodes for now, but I would like to also get some interviews in with some people close to me that I think are doing really cool things in the health and wellness space. That way, you're not just always hearing my voice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know I haven't asked you before, but this um, this podcast is just on Spotify. So if you don't mind rating and reviewing, that would mean so much to me. Um, it feels so weird to ask that, but I, that's what I'm supposed to do. So rate and review. That would be amazing. If you have any recommendations on who you'd like to hear on this podcast or what you want me to talk about, you can always DM me on Instagram and, um, yeah, you can DM me on Instagram for anything. I'm always down to chat. So this last, this last episode, I'm going to be talking about, um, Instagram breaks and, my recent Instagram break, I went on a week Instagram break and I used to do this way more often, but then, you know, Instagram becomes your business and then it gets scarier to take a step back. But I knew I needed to. I knew I wasn't feeling great on the platform. I felt like I wasn't showing up fully as myself. I had lost my voice a little bit. I was doing a lot of, you know, comparing to other creators on the space and that's not really how I want to show up on that platform. So I decided to take a a little step back and I encourage everyone to do the same time to time. I used to do a week-long break every month. I thought it was amazing. There was one time, I think the last time I did it, I was off for like six weeks. I just like kept going with it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't feel like going back. Mm, I don't feel like going back. And then, you know, for work, obviously I had to, I had to go back. But um, I want to talk about my experience, why I did it, why I recommend it, who I recommend it for, how to do it, what happened when I did it, and then just go into social media a little bit um, in terms of, you know, what it does to our mental health, and then talk a little bit about just taking phone breaks throughout the, the day. It's going to be all about the phone today, guys, so I hope you stick around. So I... Uh, as I said, I was feeling, I was just feeling not so great. I found myself on my phone a lot during little breaks, during the work day. I, if I wanted a quote unquote break, I would go on my phone. If I was on the elevator going to the garage in my apartment, I was on my phone. If I was waiting in line, I was on my phone. I was just, I felt glued to my phone. And anything that feels that addicting, um, I generally try and take a little break from just to break the cycle a little bit for myself. So I went on a break on a Friday and then I did it through the weekend, through the following weekend. And, um, and now it's Monday and I'm technically on, but I'm not quite posting yet. But I, I honestly... I recommend it for anyone that's feeling like, well, that's feeling like they're addicted to their phones. I recommend it for people that find themselves on their phone 
just going to Instagram, like when they open their phone as a, you know, like you go and you go straight to Instagram without even thinking about it, even though it's not why you were going to be on your phone. I know that's happened to me. I know it's happened to you. Um, I've, I've, fine. I recommend it for people that aren't feeling um, super great right now, whether it's um, in a relationship, a relationship with themselves, a friend, where they are with their career. I don't know. Anything like that. Anything that'll cause you to compare your life to other people's on a, you know, an extra level, I would probably recommend you take a step back from from Instagram as well. And um, and I, the way I did it was <laughs> I didn't delete the phone from my, the apps from my phone, but I, um, I have done that before, but I didn't find that necessary this time around. I just logged off of all of my accounts. I logged off of my Instagram account. I logged off, logged off of Facebook, Facebook Messenger, TikTok, Snapchat. And then I, on my computer, I actually used this Chrome extension, this Chrome extension and you're able to, it allows you to block sites. So I think it's called block site and it's free and I blocked certain websites. So I blocked Instagram, I blocked Facebook and then I blocked (laughs) Yahoo News. Don't judge me. Okay. Um, and I blocked Yahoo News so that I couldn't go on it on my computer during my work breaks. And I found that extremely helpful and I didn't feel a need to log back on. Honestly, if I did, I would, if, if I did find that logging off wasn't enough, I would probably just delete the apps from my phone. And that's how I would have done that. So what happened when I did it? I definitely found myself going onto my phone and trying to like click the button and being like, what am I doing? Like it just rewiring myself to not just be on my phone for Instagram. Um, So that definitely took a little bit, but finally I wasn't even going for the app. I kind of forgot what folder it was in. I found that I was doing other things during my break, my work break. I was either more productive during work or I was doing things that actually helped my mind relax. I listened to this podcast by Andrew Huberman on task switch, task switching and how oftentimes when we task switch from like, so let's say I was with a client and then I ended that call with a client and I had to go into writing or something like that. That's, that's two different tasks that you're switching between. Oftentimes we'll quote unquote take a break by going on something on Instagram, but in Instagram, going on Instagram isn't an actual break for the mind. It's not passive. It's very much active and so you're not actually getting that relaxation of that of the mind you're going from one task to another task instagram to another task writing and so i found that i was actually able to switch between tasks (laughs) tasks um much more easily because i wasn't using instagram as my little break so what did i do i would 
you know, I would go, he recommends this like eyesight thing that you can do by a window. So I did that. Um, and it's basically just closing your eyes, focusing on your body for five seconds and then opening your eyes, focusing on your hand for five seconds and putting your hand a little farther away from you and then looking at something outside that's a little farther away from you, et cetera, et cetera, until you get to the hor- to the horizon. And then you come back in, close your eyes and focus on how you're feeling inside your body. And that was very lovely. I didn't do that every single time. I'm not going to lie, but I did. I was able to get my meditations in actually in the middle of the day, way easier, which was nice. I would stretch. I would maybe go for a walk outside, like literally five minutes, go downstairs, walk up and down the block and come back. Um, Little things like that. What else would I do? I should have written it all down, but I didn't. I, mm, 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 I feel like that's enough right? That that feels like enough. So I would do things like that, that actually calmed my brain down versus going on Instagram and then being, oh shit, I've been on here for 15 minutes when I only meant to be here on, on here for five, right? So that was very, very nice. I actually talked to more people. Wow. Shocker, right? But I was able to, um, I met a neighbor that I actually talked to in the elevator. I talked to someone while waiting in line somewhere, while waiting at a stoplight. It made me way more outgoing. Weird. Um, And it also was interesting that whenever I felt uncomfortable in any given situation, like an event or um, waiting in line or something, right? You kind of sit with the uncomfortableness and it makes you think, and it kind of makes you work through it more rather than having Instagram to go to to make you un, like make you comfortable again, right? I think it's important sometimes to sit in our uncomfortable zones um, to kind of sit with it, to feel it and notice that we're okay and to kind of come up with something else, some other, you know, more creative way like we did when we were younger and we didn't have phones and we just played outside, right? So that's why I really, really liked it. I found that I wasn't, I had no no one to compare myself to. Um, I do use Instagram for motivation, for inspiration, for things like that, but I also am not exempt to, um, to comparing myself to other people that are doing something similar to me. So I found it really nice. I was able to focus more on what I wanted to do, why I'm here, how I'm showing up, how I want to do things differently. And I found that really, really helpful. So we know that social media only shows highlight reels of people's lives, right? The fun parts, the moment things are going well, the moment we feel good about ourselves, the parts of our lives that we want to share with other people, the things that'll generate likes and comments and we often believe that people's lives are better than they actually are, right? We know way too much about other people's lives, things that we never knew before in the past, things you had to wait till a high school reunion to go find out. We know those things as they're happening, right? But we also know so little. Like we feel like we know more. We do know more, but we feel like we know more than we do, but we actually know so little, because we're only seeing the things that people want us to see. 
right? We don't actually know what goes on behind the scenes. And therefore, right, like that's why things like depression and loneliness are so much higher (laughs) um, when related to social media because we think our lives are, you know, not as great as other people's, right? And we get FOMO from seeing other people doing things that we want to do or we see other people have the things that we want, right? And not just like celebrities in the news or a magazine anymore, right? But like us normies, us average folk, right? Which makes it sting even more for whatever reason because when you see a celebrity or when you see someone, let's say like someone ultra wealthy or whatever, it's easy to just be like, oh, okay, well, she's just, she's a celebrity, like it is what it is. But when it's someone that feels so close to you that feels like, oh, that could be you, but it isn't, it hurts a little bit more for whatever reason. And that can lead to comparison culture and that can lead to not feeling good in, you know, the stage that you're at in life or, you know, in your body or whatever that might be, right? And not to mention that like using social media, the overuse of social media, I 100% believe in the fact that it can actually rewire our brains to constantly seek out immediate gratification. And that's what kind of why we're in this culture of like needing everything now. And I don't know about you guys, but like patience isn't a huge virtue of mine. And things like social media definitely don't help that. Um, Attention span is a lot harder. I mean, I'm really happy that you guys, if you are, if you have gotten this far, that you, that you are here because truly I think attention span is difficult now to, to keep people's attention. You have to always be doing something new, something stimulating, something kind of outlandish. And I think, I do think part of that is because of things like social media and being able to scroll through things so, so quickly. I believe it also grants you the opportunity to, not even opportunity, but it it makes you have a more passive role in your relationships rather than an active one, right? It's It's much easier to believe that you're up to date in your friends' lives because you see photos of their kids all the time or you see what they're doing um, in their stories and things like that and it gives you this like faux this pseudo pseudo connection which again I think leads to the feeling of loneliness because we're not actually connecting right when you don't have Instagram and where you're not on social media, you're forced to take a more active role because if you want a photo of someone's kids, you have to ask them for one or you have to go see them more often or you have to call them, right? Social media makes us take this more passive role and I do think that contributes to loneliness and that contributes to relationships kind of falling apart because you're not actually connecting. It's very sad. Um... And I know I've shitted a lot on social media, and that's because I, I think it deserves to be shitted on a little bit. But um, in no, in all seriousness, uh, it is how I do business. I think there is a lot of great aspects to social media. It connects you a lot more. You get to see different, you know, you get to see news through people's eyes versus just the media, right? But the the best part I think about social media is that it is filtered by you. 
your social media, your social feed is your online world. You decide mostly what to see and what not to see unless you're, you know, maybe on TikTok, right? But but for the most part, even there, like the algorithm gives you more of the things that you watch, right? So you ultimately get to curate your online reality. And if you're not careful, you're going to create a really unrealistic one and you're going to constantly live in comparison to others, right? And the more you expose yourself to reality, to the more you expose yourself to a diversified feed, the more you expose to yourself to influencers that are really showing you both sides of the spectrum, people that are actually coming on the platform genuinely, right? The less you're going to feel like an alien yourself, for lack of a better word, right? The more you follow other people that are comfortable showing their imperfections, the more comfortable you'll feel in your own life, in your own skin, right? So an activity that I always recommend my clients do and an activity that I have in my course is that I ask people to take 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, and take a look at who you follow, right? Go through your Instagram and be really honest with yourself about how certain feeds make you feel, right? There's a difference between being in the mindset of like motivation or inspiration and then there's a difference between being in the mindset of comparing yourself and thinking, you know, woe is me, I don't have this, what's not good about me, etc. And I think there's a time and place for for having things on your feed that that give you that motivation and that inspiration. And then I think there's a time and place to maybe mute those things for a while. So if you find that you're on your feed and you scroll through someone's photo and it's not, oh wow, she's, you know, so strong or oh good for her look at that she did this that means the opportunity for me to be able to do that is open because it's possible right if that's not your mindset and you're going on social media and you're like uh like what does she have that i don't have you know she's better than me cuz x y and z and that's why she got x right maybe it's time to mute those accounts or just to take a break in general right and then I also urge you to diversify diversify your feed and follow people of different shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, backgrounds, social statuses, etc., right? Follow accounts that open your mind to different things and notice if it feels uncomfortable to follow anyone that's not um, skinny or white or rich, right? Notice if it feels uncomfortable to like scroll and see someone in, you know, a slightly larger body in lingerie versus a skinny body in lingerie or a bathing suit, right? Or someone that, you know, maybe has some sort of a, you know, a disability, doesn't have a leg or something, right? And notice how it makes you feel and notice it makes you uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable to feel uncomfortable with that, right? But we have to be honest with ourselves because the social media that you have right now hasn't exposed you to that for, well, a while. And since COVID and since most a lot of us work from home or we just don't go out as often anymore, we don't see real life, right? And we're not forced to, to notice these things, right? And there's nothing wrong with them. Everyone is worthy of 
of love. Everyone's worthy of old things that they want in life, right? And so notice the things that make you uncomfortable, right? The world is an amazing place because it's made up of diversity. And there are some pretty cool people doing pretty cool things with much less than what you have, right? And much more. Um, Yeah, follow people who aren't afraid to show their vulnerabilities or their quote-unquote imperfections, right? Um, And like I said before, just careful of following accounts that you think are inspiring or motivating, like Fitspo accounts, for example. Um, I know in the beginning of my journey, I had to unfollow a lot of Fitspo accounts. And honestly, like a lot of accounts of, you know, people in smaller bodies that that were just I was comparing myself to them um and and then eventually I was able to follow them again without that mindset but it took it took taking a step back for a little bit and working through those emotions and that mindset to be able to come back on and see everyone for who they are instead of what they look like right okay um So that's that. Diversify your feed. I have a bunch of recommendations. If you want to DM me, I can send you them. I, um, if you're in my course, you have all the recommendations there under that lesson module. But I wanted to leave with one more thing on the phone. (laughs) I know, don't kill me. This is, I'm already 20 minutes in. Um, the last thing on the phone is the benefits of not being on your phone in the nighttime and in the morning. And I won't make this super, super long. I'll try to make this really quick, but um, I recently had a couple clients that have been doing really well with this. And then someone close to me that, um, if you're listening to this, I love you, you know who you are, that after me trying to convince them to do this for the longest time, they finally did it. And they're, they were like, wow, I feel so much better. My sleep is so much better. You're right, et cetera. It's something that we always like to hear, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a lot of us are on our phone before we go to bed and right when we wake up in the morning. And if there's one thing that you can do to improve your sleep and your stress levels, it would be to not be on your phone before you go to bed and first thing in the morning. Seriously, like the one thing um, before you take melatonin or, you know, anything is that. And that's for a couple different reasons. I know we've all been kind of told about the light thing, right? We all kind of know this. Maybe you guys have that setting on your phone that turns it to like orange or whatever, right? But being on your phone at the end of the night, right, exposes you to blue light, which can affect your internal body clock and throw off your circadian rhythm, right? The rhythm that's in tune with light and dark and is why you basically feel more tired at night and then Um, when the sun starts setting and then why you feel more energized as the sun starts to come up in the morning. It's the light. So um, with the light, even seeing something right before bed um, can, can make it a little bit harder. Okay. So we all, we all kind of know that by now. If you don't, I can go into it in a different podcast if you want. But the other part about being on your phone late at night is the doom scrolling and I know many of us do this because I've worked with a lot of clients that have (laughs) and um and I talked to my friends and family about this but doom scrolling keeps you awake for longer than you need to be it's a distraction and it's a stimulant it's a it's a it's a 
active form of media versus like if you were to watch TV to fall asleep, which I still don't recommend either, but we're focusing on the phone. It's more active and it stimulates your brain and it delays your REM sleep, which you need for a good night's of sleep, right? When you rev your brain up because you're doing something active like doom, doom scrolling, it can keep you awake for literal hours beyond your normal bedtime. And even if you can fall asleep fairly quickly, it does delay your REM sleep so you don't get quality of sleep. Um, you might get quantity, but you don't get the, the quality. So you're waking up not feeling well rested, right? The last thing that you need before you go to bed and you turn the lights off is more information and more stimulation. And that's what checking your phone is, whether you're on social media, whether you're checking your emails or your text messages, it's a stimulant. You're more active, you're more awake, and it engages your brain and it can delay your sleep on top of the blue light stuff, right? And not to mention, if you see something that, you know, makes you really happy, it can trigger excitement that prolongs falling asleep. It can trigger anxiety because you see something in the news or an email pops in right before you fall asleep that you're not going to respond to now, but now you're anticipating responding to in the morning and now you're anxious and it makes it harder to fall asleep or get into that deep REM that makes sleep feel so good. So um, this goes for like if you wake up in the middle of the night, don't touch your phone, people, okay? <laughs> please. Um, and then in the morning, right, you wake up and if your phone's right by your bed, it's so easy to then scroll on your phone and be on your phone and look at how other people are living their lives before you start living your own, right? Instagram first thing in the morning, why? Why? So that you can see what other people are doing before you've even started your day. You have anxiety, you're comparing yourself, right? You feel even worse, right? Before you're even able to like get adjusted to the morning. Also, email can wait 30 minutes to an hour. If someone really wants you, they can call you two, three times, right? You know who you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the morning, not great either. Again, I don't want to make this the longest thing in the world, even though I already have. I'm so sorry. Um, okay. So what can you do instead, right? I have my hatch alarm clock, which I love. It's a sunrise lamp. I have that alarm clock by my bed. And then I have my phone on the opposite side, end of the bed. It's charging far away from my bed. So to get my phone, I would literally have to get up out of bed. And my little rule in my head is once I get up out of bed, I don't go back in unless it's like 3 a.m. in the morning. But um, once I'm awake, I try not to go back in bed. So I have my one alarm and then I have my second alarm set for five minutes later. <laughs> so I know I have to get out of bed. I can't snooze because I have to get out of bed to touch my phone and turn it off, right? I have a setting on my phone. Um, it's the do not disturb. I did one for sleep and it's so that I get no notifications. So when I touch my phone to turn off the alarm clock, I don't have notifications. It hides my... It hides my... Um, what are they called? Badges. So I can't even see if I have new text messages, etc. Game changer. Game changer. I am going to be on my phone when I'm ready to be on my phone. And that is after I do all my things in the morning that make me feel good. The morning for a lot of people 
is the only time you have to yourself before work needs you, your partner needs you, your kids needs you, etc. It's the only time you have for yourself. So take as much time as you can to do things that make you happy, whether that's a long breakfast, whether that's making coffee and just sitting there reading the newspaper, whether that's going for a walk, meditation, stretching, whatever it is. I could do a whole nother podcast on that. And then, um, and then at night, right, starting with 15 minutes, maybe, okay, I'm not going to be on my phone for 15 minutes before bed, right? Putting it somewhere where you won't be tempted to touch it. Again, other side of the bedroom, other room, whatever that is. If you lose your phone as an alarm clock, maybe invest or just spend, you know, $10 on Amazon, get a cheapy alarm clock or have it on the opposite side of the room. That way when it goes up, goes off, you have to go up, get up to get it and you can't snooze it, right? Another option. Um, and then work your way up to not being on your phone for 30 minutes to an hour, right? Setting that do not disturb so that people see if they try and text you that they can't reach you or you can't see notifications like that. And doing things again that make you feel good, whether that's cuddling up with your partner, playing cards, Sure, watch a TV show, um, limit it to one if you can, um, making and enjoying dinner, uh, face mask, I don't know, whatever makes you feel good. Okay, I'm going to try to keep this under 30 minutes. We're at 28, we're at 29 actually. So that is the final <laughs> episode of the season. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> Such a strange concept. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the episodes. Again, for rating, reviewing. It means so much to me. I can't wait to be back with some new stuff. I truly have enjoyed this platform and the last 10 episodes that I've done. It's such a refreshing change to the short form content that we're always um, pushing out, all that instant gratification stuff. So uh, yeah, if you don't already, follow me on Instagram, AzulCoraJoria. My website's AzulCoraWellness.com. I have my signature course, Becoming Her, that you can get all the information out um, is on the website for that. But it's a course that helps you heal your relationship with food, fitness, and most importantly, your body. Um, so yeah, okay. Love you guys so much. Until next time. Mwah, 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 mwah.